You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson. Since June 2016, when federal legislation was put in place to govern medical assistance in dying, or MAID, M-A-I-D, 738 Albertans have chosen to end their lives this way. The most cited health conditions were cancer, multiple sclerosis, ALS, and advanced lung disease. However, another 132 people who sought medical assistance in dying were deemed ineligible because they did not meet the federal criteria. And we'll discuss that criteria later in the show. Joining me this morning to talk about medical assistance in dying and how it may factor into your estate plan is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Henry, good morning. Good morning, Wayne. Henry, when we're talking about medical assistance in dying, is that different than physician-assisted death? Very good question, Wayne, and I get this a lot from uh, uh, families who are interested in this. Uh, there's two commonly used clauses, and uh, they are physician-assisted death and MAID, or medical assistance in dying. These two are actually uh, pretty much the same, and I'll give you a brief background on what the origin is for these two clauses. Back in June of 2016, there was an act, and that act was entitled An Act to Amend the Criminal Code and to Make Related Amendments to Other Acts. Uh, it was passed by Parliament and became law after receiving royal assent in that year. And it came from a case, a case that was uh, debated upon and ruled in court according to uh, Federal Supreme Court of Canada. And the case was called Carter versus Canada. And it, this is an old case back in 2015. And that specific case used the clause physician-assisted death. And that's why uh, that clause was used since 2015. But after a year and after uh, the June 2016 Act to amend, that act did not use physician-assisted death, but instead used MAID or medical assistance in dying. And that's where that formal clause came into effect. So the proper clause to use is actually medical assistance in dying. But when we hear physician-assisted death, obviously this came from the case law that was turned into made according to the act. Now, if someone has a terminal illness and they want to find out more about medical assistance in dying, who do they talk to? Is it their their, their own doctor to start with? Mm -hmm. That's a very good starting point. First, I recommend that, of course, they debate it uh, in their head. Uh, they have a discussion with their family, close relatives, uh, and friends. Uh, but primarily, I'd like them to have a discussion with their doctors. They have an obligation or duty to provide you with care. And part of that care is giving you recommendations about your situation, your diagnosis, your illness, as well as recommendations on uh, treatment, recommendations on timing, and uh, other means to provide for your medical care as well. So if you're a patient and you have a reluctance, perhaps, to discuss things with your doctor, is there another resource you can turn to? Definitely. Uh, the government of Alberta has a, a program in regard to medical assistance in dying, and they even have a, a service coordination body, and that body is called 
Medical Assistance in Dying Care Coordination Service. It's MAID Care Coordination Service. So Medical Assistance in Dying Care Coordination Service. And they will assist in working through the steps for individuals who are interested to gain more information as well as support in regard to their choice in making this decision. It's interesting that you use the word steps because there really is a, a progression in the decision-making process about medical assistance in dying. So let's talk about those steps, Henry. Mm -hmm. So medical assistance in dying, and again, this is a program delivered by uh, uh, Alberta Health. Uh, They have provided for five specific steps in order for someone to uh, determine whether or not they're going to go through with MAID. And these steps are as follows. The first stage is pre-contemplation. The second, contemplation. Third, determination. Fourth, action. And fifth is care after death. Let's look at pre-contemplation versus contemplation. What's the difference between the two? Mm -hmm. So in these two stages, you are contemplating. However, the first stage is more of an informal contemplation, Wayne. So in the pre-contemplation stage, you may be seeking information, you've heard information from the radio, you've heard it from media, you've heard it from some friends, and you're debating the issue with yourself, in your head. You're reflecting upon what you would want personally. All right, and the next stage is you take it a little bit further in getting the information, I'm presuming? That's correct. The next stage, which is contemplation or formally contemplating this option is you taking informal and formal steps to request more information. Now, this can include meeting with your doctors and your doctors may also include uh, professional specialists. It may include nurse practitioners and you're asking them about more information and learning more details about your options and everything that's available as far as your healthcare needs, contemplation, that's what it is. At this point, your doctor would be able to possibly advise of another course of treatment for whatever uh, health ailment that you have, uh, something that you may not have considered. That's correct. So in that stage of contemplation, this is what I call information gathering formally. So talking to these doctors, trying to discover alternate modes of treatment. And not just in Canada, Wayne. Some uh, researchers may show and be recommended you by your doctors of care in other jurisdictions, for example, in the States or in Europe that uh, may be new and novel in the medical field. So all this information should be at your fingertips so that you can provide for an informed decision because this is your life. Sure, there may be treatments available that may not have been approved yet in Canada that are receiving uh, a lot of hype, a lot of uh, uh, good results elsewhere. Exactly. Now, in my introduction, I mentioned that uh, some people did not meet the federal criteria, and I know that there is criteria. I'd like to talk about that in the next segment uh, of today's show, if we can, uh, because that's a, there is a, a lot of criteria that has to be considered. But let's move on from the contemplation to the determination stage. Mm -hmm. So stage one, pre-contemplation, stage two, formal contemplation. The third stage is determination. Now what this stage entails is that you've decided that you want to explore doing medical assistance in dying. Now what the 
physician will next have to do is assess you if you meet the mandatory eligible criteria. And we'll get into that in a little bit here. But in addition to determining your eligibility, they'll also determine whether or not there are changes to your treatment that may change your situation. And that's what we've been discussing all along. Uh, the stages, the time frame between these two stages may be quick, but it may also take a couple of weeks or months. So from the first time you determined or predetermined that you wanted to get into medical assistance in dying, up to the third stage of determination, it could be four, six, 12 months even. So during that time frame, there may be alternate modes of treatment that have been discovered, or your doctors may have researched other modes of treatment for your benefit as well. So this is what you need to know at that determination stage. All right. The next stage is action. Action. It's like lights, camera, action. After setting up the lights and the camera, the action is the stage where the physician will now execute and will review with you the method and timing on how you would like to proceed with medical assistance in dying. Now, the method comes in various forms. Uh, there are uh, pills that can be taken in regard to this program or it can be administered intravenously. Okay. As far as timing, again, it's either you may have this done in a hospital or maybe at home and a specific time of day or also who's going to be considered um, present during that time. And that's the individual decision. Exactly. All right. And finally, uh, the fifth stage, care after death. I'm presuming that this is what happens to uh, your body after you've passed on and how the death has impacted those around you. Mm -hmm. So after the action, we have to care for your remains as well. And in that regard, uh, a couple of options, of course, uh, disposition of remains according to one's will must be respected, either burial or cremation. But more importantly, care after death has to do with grief support and follow up for the family. All it right. is a tough time. We've been discussing medical assistance in dying. We'll be back in a moment with Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.